Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. It's bitch number one, Christy, and bitch number two, Kelly. Kelly, we should have really been recording our conversation for the last hour. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Actually, I don't think we could record. I don't think that there's a rating that would be filthy enough for the conversation we just had. Yeah, we were bad. Yeah, and Chloe's in the room. Well, she was. Chloe's the one that started the conversation. She threw out some, I'm like, wait, what did you just say? Yes! (laughs) <laughs> I sure as hell didn't start that conversation. <laughs> oh, it's a whole different world these days, Cal. You and I. Oh, I know. I just don't fit in. I don't fit no. in. The things that I have observed just in the streets. So I'm in New Orleans. I met Chloe here for Mardi Gras after the Super Bowl, but I didn't even tell you. I was walking down Burbank. First of all, I don't love Monday and Tuesday of Mardi Gras. I think it's the most, because all the good stuff happens the weekend before. But I will say, walking around the French Quarter on Tuesday, I saw some shit. First of all, there were women out who only had rhinestones on their nipples. That's it. Were were they like old women? They were like 70. Like, why do people do that? Yeah, I I just don't get that. Because I'm like, that's not cute, ma'am. Yeah, like I'm not into that. Oh, I could see if you're cute and like young, like our kids. I mean, not that they should do it, but as an old person, you should not be doing that. I I will say all of the college girls were wearing bikinis. Like, well, no, that's not true. Uh, That this is not fit to be called a bikini. They were wearing strings with a couple of like, I don't know, band-aids. It was very, it was very nude. It was very nude, very nude. Mm Mm-hmm. I am a well-known prude. Yes. <laughs> I, I am a well-known prude. I look for as wild as you think, like when it comes to like running around nude, I'm like, no, thank you. That's just not for me. It's not for me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So <clears throat> although I have seen you wear a few like bustiers and stuff recently. Well, no, that's fine. I mean like bras under your jackets. Yes, I find that all to be fine. I'm talking about like hard. Food. I must really be a prude then, because I naked. can't do that. That's naked to me. That's naked? Yeah. My bustiers? Well, like a bra under a jacket. I don't think I could do that. 
really, I paid a lot of money for my boobs. They deserve to be recognized and admired. Well, you can still have a shirt on. Right. But I do enjoy, uh, I don't overly expose my boobs a lot. So if I do have a jacket on with a bra, I try to keep it a little bit classy, slightly classy, classy yeah. adjacent. Okay. Well, I told you last year what Chloe said to me when I was going to Mardi Gras, right? She was yeah. going to, I was going to Mardi Gras. And before I went, she goes, mom, whatever you do, please don't show your boobs. And I was like, oh my God, I would never, I I just would never. And she's like, yeah, you're right. She goes, but the the sheer fact that I even have to have this conversation with my mother makes me want to tell myself. It's true. Yeah. There she is. It's true. And you, I had to you, bring her in 27 times this weekend. I can't believe you're being so wild. Hey, the time is now. That's right. Enjoy yourself. It's my unhinged era. She was like screaming it. It's my unhinged era. <laughs> That's good. And one thing I will say for Chloe is she's the most loving drinker you'll ever meet in your life. She loves everyone. <laughs> and I really see my kids get like me. <laughs> I complimented maybe 900,000 people last night. She showed me this one picture. She goes, oh, that's Betty. She's 70. She's my friend. I'm like, what? She's like, she taught me how to twerk. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. Paige will do that. Paige, the one night she was drunk and we went out and we're, we went into this store and Paige was like showing me this like bathing suit or something. And she's like saying to the sales lady, don't you think my mom would look good in this? Isn't my mom like the most beautiful thing in the world? And I'm like, oh God, you know, she's drunk. <laughs> well, when Chloe came home, cause I went to bed cause I haven't been feeling well. She came home and she's like, mom, you know, like telling me about her night. And then she looks at me and she goes, Love you. And then she's oh, like, gosh. In bed. like, she's like, I love my mom so much. I'm like, yeah, oh. you're drunk. Go like, to bed. Love her. Love her. Meanwhile, I make shit up when I'm drunk. I'm like, did you know that there was an unknown episode of Friends where Joey died and Chandler was holding his lifeless body? And people are like, what? I'm like, no, it's true. Like, I make fucking stupid shit up all the time. So, all the bad things you say about me, they're made was- up. You're made up because you're always drunk right. when you're telling them stories. 100%. I Everybody, I- you hear that? All of them things she says about me are lies. Secrets are lies, Cal. Secrets are lies. I know. I have I know. not watched. I know there's some apple. What is it? Some Cracker Barrel, apple something. Video. Yeah, what is that? I, I sent on our thing. What like what was that? I don't know what that means. Well, I guess he sent back the video, but I haven't watched it yet. Let's see what it is, you guys. Hi, welcome to Cracker Barrel. Hello. Two well, of us? Abby's the hostess at Cracker Barrel. What? Oh my goodness. Well, she does love Cracker Barrel. Yes. We used to always have to eat there. Two of us? Two? Table for two? Table for two, please. Okay. Who's, who's paying tonight? Why is she asking who's paying? Probably because she's adding her food onto their bill. <laughs> <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> Why else would you ask that? You should always ask questions like that, though. Like, you're always trying to, like, out if you're, you're a real gentleman or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Do you see what I have on? I'm dying. I wish I had mine on. Yeah. And then there were two. I love Nobody Likes Us. Nobody does like us. It's fine. I don't care. No. Nope. I like okay. us. I think we're pretty funny. Me too. I met so many bitchettes this weekend. Did you? Yeah, everybody's a bitchette. I need to oh get a bitchette sweatshirt. I was a close uh competition and this teacher walked by because we have a teacher's lounge like a director's lounge 
and she had a coffee cup and she walked by and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you went to the director's lounge. And she looked at me and she goes, you know, this isn't coffee, right? She goes, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's amazing. I that. Nobody ever has coffee in those coffee uh, uh, Fuck no, not at two o'clock in a dance competition. Are you kidding? No. No. You're lucky if you have coffee at 11 a.m. Usually mm -hmm. by that time, you've been up since four and you're like, okay, it's drink time. Especially yes. if they're young and they're the yes. first groups. Hell no. God, I used to hate when Chloe would be 7 a.m. solo. Ugh, I know. Doing their hair and makeup. Like my kids would be laying in bed still sleeping and I'd be putting their makeup on. Yes, <laughs> with their little eyelashes on. Yeah, <laughs> while their eyes are closed. They're like putting their eyelashes on. Don't move. Mom wants to glue these eyelashes on you, you two-year-old. Uh, stay asleep. We had a little girl who did a solo at two. Oh, wow. He did a solo. And I was like, you have a solo? That's I'm like, crazy. You have a diaper. Like, it's wild. It was wild. That's crazy. Yeah, at least ours were four and in a group dance standards, people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. two's young. Yes. You're just taking dance for the first time at two. You don't even know the dance. Yeah, my mine could barely stay in the room. Exactly. At age two. Like they just kept like she would kept coming out. Yeah. And you're find like, find hey, me. Go in there. Mommy's coming. Yeah. Mommy's coming. For a while I had to sit in the room. Oh yeah, I did too. In the front of the room. Yeah. So she'd stay. Yeah. I did with Chloe for a couple weeks. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. A solo at two is a little extreme, but whatever. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Did right? we have any patrons? Oh, yeah. actually, I didn't even look at that. How dare I? Oh, my God. Well, while I pull that up, what you drinking? I am drinking a rosé, which I never drink, but I love these little one thing bottles. That's cute. La Plumba. Yeah. You know what? They're so nice. I hate opening a full bottle. Yeah. So that's what I'm having today. Yeah. The problem with having opening, I'm sorry, having a whole bottle is that you feel morally obligated to drink the to whole drink thing. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So I got a bunch of these and I'm saving. Look how cute they are. They have this little cork lid. Yeah. I'm saving these for if Brooke gets married and she would do it down here. I thought it'd be cute like to put sand in it and do like a little message in a bottle kind of thing for like her shower or her wedding. So I'm that saving these cute. little bottles. Isn't that oh. cute? Yes, Kelly's already saving like messages. I am. Uh, well, while I'm looking up the patrons, when Brooke had her graduation, you made all of those flowers out of book pages. Oh my gosh. It took me forever. Yeah. I made roses out of pages and books. I loved them though. I thought they were something different, something different. And then I did the tablecloth things where pages of books that like burnt the edges and like put them all over the table. Yeah, I worked my ass off on her graduation. The level of over-the-top bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that if Brooke gets, I don't even know if she's going to get engaged, but if she gets married, she's been talking about having it here. Okay. And I hope she does because then I can do things like that. I can make them, like, but for me to make them here and like I can't transport centerpieces and shit. No. Oh from here. So it would be nice if it was down here because then I could do a lot of that kind of stuff for her. Yeah. And I mean, I think in my opinion and take this for what you, what it's worth, you know, it's just my opinion. I personally think a wedding like that, like a destination wedding, a regular wedding is so expensive. And I just feel like it's very cookie cutter. A lot of the times it loses its, I don't know, its specialness, if you will. But I will say 
I thought Britney's wedding was really great because it was on New Year's Eve. And so yeah. everybody like it was a party. Yeah. Like it was great. Cause you know, New Year's Eve, I never have anything to do because we live somewhere cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's See, now, in other ways that was different. Like it was difficult for my kids because they basically just went to the church and stopped at the reception, but left because they didn't have a plus one. Yeah. They were just invited themselves. So like, you can't like leave your boyfriend at home on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if their boyfriends were invited, they would have stayed and it, they would have had fun, but they left because they didn't have a plus one. And right. Brooke's like, what am I supposed to do? Leave Brian at home by himself and right. Paige with Javon. So that was hard. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I liked it. Cause, well, for me, my whole family was there. Yeah. So yeah. it was great because like yeah. all together, it was great. We got to dress up. It wasn't like, usually I'm sitting on the couch. This year I was in bed before it was even New Year's. Cause I'm yeah, looking to, I, was like, I, I, I went to bed like 10 minutes before. Yeah. Like, I, why, why didn't I stay up an extra 10 minutes for what? So you could look at the clock and go, okay, I don't know, I guess, but all uh, right, let's wait. You didn't tell me what you're drinking. Oh. Well, right now I'm drinking water, but I'm going to switch to wine shortly. I'll switch. I look, it's a marathon, Kelly, not a sprint. I've been marathoning. Okay. And I don't feel well. <laughs> You sound like Josh. Josh did um, dry January. Oh God. I'm like, you know, so what's dry January? He's like, you just don't drink during January. He's like, mom, I had a really wet December. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, my December was really wet. So I'm going to have a dry January. I'm like, okay, Josh. Dry January. To me, I think January <laughs> needs to drink the most because it's depressing. Yeah. There's nothing to do January and February. No. They're boring months. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll just drinks. So I have fun. I don't know. All right. That's probably problematic. We'll unpack that in another episode. All right. Let's thank Megan, Gabrielle, Malika, Kirby, OMG, Al, Savannah, McKenna, Nicole, Sarah and Bree, Shelby, Molly, Carly, Mega Megster, Kylie Ray, Sydney, Caitlin, Rory, Jennifer, Kason, Tanaya, JC, Hannah, Evan, Camilla, Lisa, Senna, Camry, Neb, David, Katie, Princess Gatewood, Mary, Ice Coffee. Oh my God. That's another Ice Coffee. Oh my goodness. Ahmed, Denisha, Madison, <clears throat> Elizabeth, Nurse Sammy, Bex, Ken, Jackie, Angela, Mia, Karina, Jess, Alexandria, Julia, Alima, Julia, Maddie, let me switch to the next page. Thank you and good night. Aaron, Victoria, Bailey, Katie, Kiana's World, Quiana, Evan, Maddie, Shay, Jordan, Jennifer, Olivia, Kara, Caitlin, Callie, Shelby, Zoe, Viviana, Mary, Lil Bitchette, Anika, Mary, Akima, Vitor, Michaela, Shanna, NL. Jenna Loves Broccoli, Emily Lilly, Jamie, Miranda, Shattered Glass, Ella, Samantha, Emily, Callista, Raul, Taylor, Sophie, T-Dolls, Lily, Satya, Chloe, Grace, Tabitha, Caitlin, Sydney, Quincy, Shreya, Hannah, and Perry. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Are we getting any further with our, to the end? Ah, uh, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Really no, but we're pretending yes. 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 Okay. Yes, getting further to the end. That's what I meant. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Well, we have had such a freaking hard time figuring out the order of these stupid episodes. I know. I can't even go by numbers anymore. You just need to tell me like the name because the numbers are all. Well, nothing matches up. It's like, there's all of these, all of these like random episodes that are like on one platform, it's two episodes on this platform. It's one episode. It's number 33, but on this one, this one goes first, but it's like, we're in this vortex of dance moms. Yeah. It's really, really, really difficult to keep track of. So I mean, what I know about today's episode is it's a special, so it's easy. Yes. Yeah. Although uh, so. I, I had a hard time watching this. By the way, it is so hard to take her seriously trying to be sentimental. Come on. I know. I know. And she was like, you know, so like with her mom, like, Blech. meanwhile, yeah, she was never really nice to her mom, I didn't think. No. No. Yeah. I thought she was nice to her mom. You know, one thing I have to say, though, it was a great opportunity for her to say things to her mom. Like, I wish I would have had something like that, that I could have said all the things I ever wanted to say to my mom before she passed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice that she got to do that. Yes, I agree. Uh, Yeah. But it's just, it's hard to like watch that knowing how cruel she is about like our mother-daughter relationships and give her like nothing against her mom, but like give her, I don't know, kindness because she was so mean to us about our kids. Well, she always wanted our kids to do the opposite of what we said. Right. It was nice that she had that opportunity. Um, I remember when they were filming this. I really do. Where was it? I think they filmed it. That sure as heck wasn't her place. No, I think they filmed it in a studio. I feel like it was in LA. I remember something. I didn't know if it was Jeff Collins's backyard. Oh, you know, it could have been. For some reason, I think that's what it was, but I'm not sure. I don't recall, but it easily could have been because he had that pretty backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like that would have been super easy for them to do it there. I honestly don't remember what that looked like to answer that. Yeah, I don't either. We'll just pretend it was Jeff's backyard. All right, so I know this is all you, so I'll be quiet and just chime in with my riveting comments. Oh, God. All right, let's see. We start out and, you know, Abby's like, it's Mother's Day. And who knows more about a mother than Abby Lee Miller? You're not a mother. You've never exactly. been a mother. That oh, I God. know. It's really- like, so the first statement just irritated me. I know, I know. Because I'm like, hold on. You know nothing about being a mom. That would be me, like me being like, well, you know what? I just won the Super Bowl. No, I didn't. Yeah. But then it goes to her talking about her mom and saying that the special is in honor of her. Which is nice. Yes. Then they show a clip of season one, episode eight, when we're at Abby's house in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mrs. Miller comes out and Abby introduces us to her. And they show Melissa pushing Abby in the pool, which I think was the best moment in my life. Oh, yeah. But you did, did you notice? that Melissa is the one they told to push her in the pool because if I'd have pushed her in the pool, she'd have probably killed me. Well, of course. I'd have definitely been sent to jail then. I should have did it. I could have gone off the show earlier. That's right. But there is a clip that they just didn't show of that where Abby pretends to like she's going to push me in the pool. But it also looks like she's grabbing my ass. She's like, 
And that, uh, that was the day that we filmed one of my favorite clips from Dance Moms, where we're making the martinis in the kitchen and we take the sip at the exact same time. Oh, and it was so gross. Yeah. I know, but so many people use that on TikTok to be like me and my best friend as we're pre-gaming to go out, like when they're trying oh, to be yeah. at home. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, to I don't be fair, watch TikToks so. out. Well, I get them sent to me. You need to check your DMs. Uh, I probably they're, have they're a zillion of them. Yeah. That's probably why all my pictures are blurry. It's backed up by all the damn DMs that I don't know how to look at. No, your pictures are blurry because you screenshot Google images. No, I posted a picture yesterday and everybody was commenting that, you know, I looked at that picture and I thought it was clear. <laughs> you were drunk, Kelly. I, I think it's because I'm blind. No, I think it's I think, you, uh, I, think I am becoming blind because when I looked at that picture, I thought it was clear. Okay, I gotta look. You're hysterical. You said I posted that picture. I thought it was clear. Well, my girlfriend texted me and said, Kelly, take that down. <laughs> what how bad was it? I didn't see it. I well, wasn't but it looked clear to me. I'm blaming it on my eyeballs. Kelly. Picture <laughs> is not clear. Okay. It looked clear oh to me. God. Look at this picture. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I'm going blind. I can't see. I didn't have my glasses with me. Kelly, I'm oh, so blind. So dead. Somebody wrote the quality. I know. <laughs> I'm so fucking dead. Kelly, did you read this with poor quality? Somebody said, you know, it's Kelly Nyland's picture when it shows up in your feed and it's blurry. <laughs> hey, they're lucky I posted something. Somebody else said, it kills me how I know you have a good quality picture of you because Broken Page posted a good one and you chose this one. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that's why I think I'm going blind because I can't, I thought it was clear. Oh my God. I can assure you it's not clear. <laughs> uh, I know. Everybody told me. <laughs> I'm getting texts from everybody I know and are like, take that down. I'm like, no, I'm leaving it up. I'm leaving it up. That's just me. I just commented. I said, at least you're consistent with your content quality. Shut up. Oh my God, Kelly. That's hysterical. You posted two in a row. I did? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. One's blurry and one's... <laughs> how did that happen Listen, the back to back you posted one 20 hours ago and it's clear and then you posted one 16 hours ago and it's blurry and you wrote the same caption my balance oh my god i must have thought it didn't send <laughs> I, I should just stay off of social media oh, oh, that's so wait she posted this one and then four hours later she posted this one with the same caption Please oh my god on social media it's i i should probably hire somebody i need like a little intern who wants to help me with my social media somebody I, contact me Kelly, so please don't ever take this down because just the quality of the story about this is everything and more i feel like cocktails played a role in this photo quality yeah it might have yes it, it might have i i love the i'm blaming it on that and i'm blind because that second one i thought was clear yeah I thought I, I didn't even know I posted the second one, but that is so much <laughs> she said, I didn't even know I posted the second one. Well, I thought that I did. I must've thought that the first one didn't go through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Like, this is your dog, and 10 years later, you still don't know how to post on Instagram. Kelly, I, I love job. What? It's my job. I never get to do ads because I don't know how to do it. Because I suck. All you make money on ads, and I don't because I don't know how to do it. So I, need a little I, wonder why. I need a little college person that to help me out. All right. We're, somebody please reach out to Kelly and <laughs> offer to help run her social media. Although I would yes. miss blurry pictures. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I'm sorry. All right. So All right. let's keep going. So yeah, Melissa pushes Abby in the pool, and then Broadway Baby makes his cameo and comes over. A poor little face on that dog. Oh, my God. Dirty eyes and all. I know it's so dirty looking, but Abby says that she's always been inspired by her mom. Her mom is a fabulous dance teacher who taught kids to love the art of dance. And she says that, you know, Marion didn't push Abby into doing dance, but instead she signed her up for everything that came down the pike. And she listed examples like the Girl Scouts, ice skating, roller skating, sewing, skiing, and swimming. I didn't even know they had uh, roller skating classes. Did they have classes for roller skating? It's like the seventies mm. and sewing. But I just want to point out, Abby always talks about how we like quote unquote live vicariously through our kids, blah 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 blah. But I do want to state for the record that I signed my kids up for everything that came down. So did I. Yeah, they just stopped. Our, our kids weren't allowed to do anything else. Yes, because Abby wouldn't let them because they weren't allowed. They had to be at the. And she says down here in a few minutes about how she wasn't at the dance studio for 24 hours a day. Well, uh, we wouldn't have been either if you didn't make us. Right, right. But also our kids, I mean, Chloe tried soccer. She played piano, like she did yeah. basketball. None of it went well, you know, but but we did try things, but then we got in trouble for trying them. The other thing I had to say about that statement was she says about the Girl Scouts. I now, know. Anybody that couldn't dance, Abby used to say, you need to go to Girl Scouts because yeah. they suck. But Abby obviously didn't work out Girl Scouts either. Maybe that's why, because she, we seen her dancing. Oh, we did see it. And that's probably why her mom said, you need to go to Girl Scouts. That's probably why. And that's why she tells all of us that. There was a soloist this past weekend who did a Girl Scouts dance. And I looked at Brittany and I said, you know that if this would have been at our studio, that would have been like a big middle finger. Oh. Family that you oh, to whoever dancing. it was yeah you shouldn't be <laughs> dancing yeah I mean it was a really cute dance but I was just like oh god the Girl Scout thing like you know is just an underhanded like insult yeah so Abby says that um I did it all I just didn't do anything really well until I decided I wanted to become a choreographer she's they said luckily for Abby her mother allowed her to choreograph for her students and she loved her for that I agree that Abby did that well and she got to choreograph for you. What was Yay your first dance with Abby like? I can't remember my first one. I think it was um, Another One Bites the Dust. The, the, the. Yes, the Queen another song. Another One Bites the Dust. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's what, I can remember. And it was a red costume. It had nude down the side, like a nude <laughs> opening with like sequin flats. And I can remember the moves. I should show you them, but I'm I not going to embarrass myself. I can't wait to see them, please. Can you just but show them? But it's funny them? because I, no, I can't. I'll show you off the camera. That's so mean. I, mean, I, I don't want to embarrass on myself. Patreon. Well, we'll see, maybe. Okay. Okay. So Abby says it all started in Miami. I know what you're thinking. And who moves from Miami to Pittsburgh? Yeah, amen. And she thinks this is why um, she loves the sun so much. 
Like, are you kidding me? Because your mom lived in Miami. That's why you love some. Weird. Okay. Weird. Weird. Yes. And she says, Miami is Mecca for the arts, like music and fashion. You name it, Miami has it on. Now, I wanted the ALDC to experience Miami firsthand. I remember spending the day at Miami Beach, just me and my girls. I wanted to puke when she said my girls. Yeah, that's so... Yeah, yeah I hate your girls now. Like, Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if any of those girls would be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yours. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So then they show a clip from season two, episode 10 of the girls at Miami beach with Abby. That was when poor Paige had her warts. Yeah. And you know what? You hear it when, when she's running from the water, she's like, oh, my feet. (laughs) And everybody probably thinks everybody probably thought, oh, she's a whoosh. She probably stepped on a seashell and is whining about it. But no, that was when she had her wart surgery or whatever. Oh yeah. No, those are definitely warts. Yeah, so that sucks. But have a drink because Abby is wearing a head- pink headband. Oh, headband. Yay. Abby asked if anybody watched the movie Beach Blanket. Bingo. Yeah. And of course, none of our kids did, but I Nia thought, did. Nia do? I was like, yeah, Nia did. Nia, you over making the rest of us look bad. And and you know Holly told her to do that. Of course. Yes, yes. So oh. Nia's showing yeah. Abby moves from the movie and you know abby's like you know these moves are the same moves that are in your routine they she shows them doing like the like swim the, and the whatever the little the, thing i don't yeah. know like the, the yeah. pony the, the pony. pony thank you yes yes and abby says that the girls worked really hard and only have a few hours at the beach so she let the girls go play in the water did she just say our kids worked kids worked hard, hard. yeah yeah Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So she let them go play in the water. And did you hear that summer love song was playing I in the background? Did. They've used that quite a few times since they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's always instrumental though, isn't it? Yeah. Not, you never hear her singing it. Um, well, they probably are like, you know what? We bought the rights to this music. We have to use it every time we can. Yeah. It's probably yeah. what they did. Yeah. So then they show the girls like, Brooke does like a roundup at Can't Spring into the water and stuff. A couple of them do aerials and of course they're doing gymnastics. My kids did, did, when your kids were young, did they just do gymnastics everywhere? Yes. I don't care where we were. They were doing a cartwheel or something. And you remember, oh God, I know I did this. I feel that you did it as well. I know Brittany, Brittany and Diane did. Anytime you went to the beach, you had to have like a fucking dance photo shoot on the beach. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. But you know what? It's so funny now that I live down here and I'm at the beach, you know, more often. I see kids doing that and they're like having their mom like try to catch them doing their side aerial and stuff. And I just sit there and laugh and watch them and be like, oh my God, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, cute. take a burst. Then you'll at least you'll get <laughs> the first try. You can pick the one you want. Yeah, it's cute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kelly, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? What would you do? I know you're not reading a book. <laughs> I think I would do take an hour for therapy just to really? do something for myself. Oh, I'm a therapy lover. I do like therapy. I've been a big therapy convert. I don't know. I think Dan's mom's um, introduced me to the need for therapy. And I honestly feel that um, making myself a priority and speaking to someone that's just about me really helps me to find out what matters to me so that I can do more of it. So I'm actually a huge, huge believer and I'm a huge lover of BetterHelp. That's where my therapist is. I have used them for years. I love it. Um, it makes me feel really good to speak to somebody who helps me with my coping skills. One of the biggest things for me that I've learned to do is how to set boundaries because I've struggled with that my whole life. I don't shocker, right? But it's it just is a place where I feel safe talking to someone about the things that matter most and most to me, and it gives me an outlet to focus on me without feeling guilty. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash bar. The girls realize Mackenzie's missing. Like they all go up and give Abby a hug. And Abby's like, oh, geez, we, we went and lost Mackenzie. And they show Mackenzie in her interview showing her saying, oh, I could have been lost at sea. They always gave her the cute lines. I know. That's what I was just going to say. I always give her something cute to say because Mackenzie uh -huh. would have never thought of saying that. No, I don't even think they would have got like what that meant. I mean, Yes, you would have got what it meant because it was like lost at sea, but like that phrase isn't a phrase that like the kids would be uh, like- That a six-year-old would have said, yeah, yeah. I could have been lost at sea. That's like a, a Shirley Temple line. Yeah. So Abby says, everything about Miami is beautiful, tropical, and gorgeous. She talks about how her parents got together. Her dad started out dating her like long distance from Pittsburgh. He was in Pittsburgh. She was in Miami. He went there- every chance he could. And she says, my dad took her out for one date and then he spent the rest of his time in Gulfstream racetrack. How about her say, that's where I think my inheritance went to the ponies. Is that the dig that her dad didn't leave enough money or something? I guess. I didn't know he was a gambler. Oh, I did. She talked about that all the time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess I knew it. I just didn't remember. Yeah. So I thought this was weird too. She says that her dad married her mother because of a note that his mother gave him. So like when his, when his mom died, she said, you know, I think you should marry that Marion or whatever. And she's saying that that's the reason why he married her. I would hope that he married her because he loved her. Right. I, th I thought that seemed weird. That statement well, seemed weird. You think that's weird. Here comes even weirder. Yeah. When she says first comes love, second comes marriage, and then a star is born. No, that's nauseating. No, the next part, but the star is more off. But hey, humble much? Uh, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Are you she, kidding me? She almost annihilated Chloe because somebody asked for a, a photograph with her or her autograph. And she's like, all you want to do is sign autographs. This one, you're out there telling everybody a star is born. Yeah. 
So then they cut to a photo of Abby dancing yeah. as a child. Uh -huh. Which so I guess she tried dance and just really in that list of things. She didn't say she tried dance. She said Girl Scout, ice skating, rolling, sewing, skiing, and swimming. We saw her solo. Yeah, what what, what was she doing? I don't know. I can't remember what she was doing. I'd like to know what the technical crazy. term for that is so that we can never ever use it again. Is this the part you're talking about when she Ed? says, My dad named me after the most beautiful girl he ever dated? And her name was Abigail. And then she says, let me remind you that my mother's name is Marion. If my husband I, said to I me. killed him. Yeah. If my husband said to me, let's name our daughter after the most beautiful girl I ever dated. After I, I I'd have to kill him. Out of my vagina. I would shove my shoe up his ass. Like yeah. that. <laughs> you shoved up of Abby's ass. Oh, Brittany the other day texted me and she's like, Michael just found Dance Moms on TV and he was watching it. And she goes, Kelly was all kinds of unhinged in this episode. And she sent a picture of us. First of all, every picture of you and I together on screen, we look like fucking miserable bitches. But I, the minute I looked at it, I said, oh, I said, that's the shove the crown up your ass episode. She goes, that's exactly what she said. I said, I remember it well. Yes. I was sitting dead across from you. When you said that, I almost fell off my chair because I was laughing. <laughs> I don't know how I just, Things just came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then Abby says that everything she learned, she learned from her mom. She was an amazing dance teacher. And, you know, she describes her mother as creative, imaginative, and playful. She had a very different teaching method than she did, which I totally agree with. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how she came up with that teaching method. Do you think it's from her dad? Because her dad was pretty strict. You said that she's like her dad. Yeah, I I, I think she got it from him. Which I is weird, though, because our, you would think she would have been nice like her mom because her mom was the dance teacher. Yeah, I don't know. I never knew her dad, so I can't speak to that. You never knew oh, him. I'm sure, look, Kelly, there, I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. There's, there's probably a lot. Maybe she wanted to be the opposite of her mom because she was secretly mad that her mom, I don't know. Oh, well, here she says, my mom took three streetcars by herself at the age of 12 so she could assist a studio owner who taught a dance class. And her mom eventually went on to own her own dance studio. But that's the shit she used to want our kids to do. Like when Mrs. Miller grew up, it was a totally different time and age. Like, yeah, you could do things on your own. Yeah. Our kids were 12. You could not send your kid off to do something on their own. Three streetcars. Kelly, when I was a kid, my grandma used to give me a note and a rolled up $5 bill to go buy her a pack of Pall Malls at the store. You can't do that yeah. today either. I, I know. So <laughs> I, like, I don't understand why Abby doesn't realize that. Right now, I don't know. You can barely walk through an airport like as a grown ass human and not worry that you're going to get sex trafficked. Yeah. So then she said, my mom always said you can learn to speak French in dance school. So that brings us into them showing the next clip, which is season two, episode 21, the musical theater routine. Yeah. Um, that song just um, makes you want to dance, doesn't it? Yeah. But did you watch when they showed it? Did you see the um, judges? They're all like tapping and yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was it is great. But I to this day, Chloe will still maintain that was one of the hardest dances they ever did. Cause it was so fast, but technical ballet. Yeah. 
She's like, it was so hard to do. Yeah. You've said that before. Mm -hmm. Plus I think, I mean, other than Chloe, Chloe's probably the most ballet. We never got ballet class. You just said, when did I say that? You used to say it when you were little. Trust me, I've asked. Stop, stop chiming in back there unless you want to be a guest. Yes, we could use your input, Miss Chloe. Yeah. So Abby says, every wife in the neighborhood used to have a martini waiting for their husband when they got home from work. Not my mom. Thanks to my mom, dance is in my DNA. And that's the tot that binds us. I don't understand what that had to do with getting her husband a martini on the way home from work. But. I don't either. <clears throat> I guess meeting her mom's working and all the other wives are just stay at, at home, home getting waiting on their husbands, I guess. I mean, that's fine. Whatever to each his own. But I love that she qualifies what you're, what's acceptable to bond them. She's like, well, this bonds me and my mom. But if we are like, hey, dance bonded us, she'd be like, you're living through your kid. Uh-huh. Okay. Then it leads into them showing you at your childhood okay. home. Right. And you're in your interview and you say, I used to dream of taking dance class and I lived with my grandparents moving back and forth and I danced on my lawn dreaming of a life like Chloe has. Mm-hmm. I didn't have opportunities that Chloe has, but my grandparents were able to give me something. My mother didn't unconditional love. And they show flashbacks of you looking at your childhood home and crying. Crying. I cannot stand when they show clips like this and they allow Abby to say something because it's either one or two things. She's either going to like mock it incessantly and like be cruel or she's going to pretend that she's kind so that everyone thinks she's nice and she's really mm-hmm. not. And yeah, well, wasn't that was really sweet. Why can't the moms act like that all the time? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, she normally would be screaming at me that, you know, we're trash and Chloe's trash and everybody's trash and you can't pay your bills and she sucks and buy me a yeah. hamburger or what I, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So then Abby introduces her mom and she wishes her a happy Mother's Day. And Mrs. Miller wishes her, Abby, a happy Mother's Day and says, look at all those kids that you've raised. It is not <laughs> raising a child, teaching them dance. Oh, when I heard that, I was just like, I I just wanted to say like, no, look at all the kids that you made have like an eating disorder and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, or that you've made have PTSD, like, because you didn't raise any of them. No, no. At least not properly. Right. So Abby says, I appreciate that. Even if they don't. I hate that. All of the kids are always grateful. Even when Chloe won Teen Choice, okay, and I forgot because I hadn't seen this video in forever, she won Teen Choice, uh, like Choice Dancer, and Abby was sitting a couple rows in front of her, which I'm sure was terrifying because we had left the show at that point, and she said, I want to thank every dance teacher I've had, instead of being like, I want to thank my dance teacher, you know what I mean, but she was including Abby in that, so these kids always appreciated her. Yeah. She's the one that doesn't appreciate them. Yeah. I think my kids like always say that they appreciate dance moms and things like that, the opportunities that got them and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever heard Abby say that she appreciates our kids for no. what they got her. So, well, uh, because according to her, they got her nothing. Yeah. I don't know. So Abby asks her mom, you know, about becoming a dance teacher instead of becoming a performer like why didn't she become a performer instead of a dance teacher and she says it was because of her dad 
She used to dance for the United States organization, USO, when she was in high school. He forbade her from continuing to do so. I think she went to, isn't that a Catholic school? What? Where her mom went to school. I thought she went to a Catholic school. I don't know, but like the USO, <clears throat> you know, like when they were performed for the soldiers, you know, yeah. like Bob yeah. Hope specials. I remember Abby always talking about this, but it was Abby's grandpa, right? Like Marion's dad that forbid her. Oh, it okay. wasn't Abby's, it wasn't her dad. Parents. It wasn't Abby's dad. Okay. Right. It was her grandpa. Like Marion's dad said, absolutely not. Probably okay. because, I mean, it was, I'm sure, scandalous in some way back then, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. like being a Hooters girl. <laughs> exactly. The equivalent yeah. of the Hooters girl. Then I want to puke when she said this statement. Abby says, since moms are my specialty. <laughs> She's like, I also have to mention the not so fabulous moms, or should I say rude, distasteful, and ugly. Uh, how rude yeah I was but, so uh, waiting for something of us I, I, I was just gonna say the same thing I was waiting for it to be me and you and it was yeah. chill I know I, I love I, I loved that yes same. so they show um a clip from season two episode six we're in the dressing room and Jill gets mad and she's fighting I think they're fighting over the costume right yeah, Jill yeah, wasn't allowed is- to use the costume right. and she this- throws the shoe and whatever I correct Jill by like Jill saying like, you don't want us here. And I'm like, no, we want you here. We just want you to play by the rules. And Jill's like, you know, I'm going to pack my bags and leave. And uh-huh. so you're in your interview and you're like, this, this is one of the, your famous sayings. Oh yes. Jill's throwing shoes and she's cursing. And all I'm thinking is it's so hard to take you seriously wearing that hat. <laughs> I stand by that to this day. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning into it. I mean, uh, the outfit. It wasn't just the hat, though. Let's be clear. It was the multitude of accessories. Yes. The yes. necklace, the extra shoulder shirt, the rhinestone belt buckle, the boots. It just, like, just goes I on. have that same shirt she has. Yeah, you wear it. It didn't look like that. It looked cute. <laughs> yeah. So Abby, or Jill yells at Abby, you know, telling her to allow, to allow Kendall to wear the goddamn costume, and she storms out. I love uh, the goddamn costume. Uh-huh. Let her wear the goddamn costume, Abby. And I, that's when I was like, oh, Jill's serious. Yeah. So Abby in her interview says, um, some might think Jill was passionate. And she's like, really? She threw a shoe at me. I think she was just rude. That was bad behavior. What kind of mother is that? You know, I just have to say that a mother that's sticking up for her child. Exactly. Yeah. Good for you, Jill. So Abby wants to show her mom that she isn't always mean and tough. So she says in her interview, my mother showered her students with love and kindness. She's a very giving woman. And I think I picked up a few of those qualities too. <laughs> then they go to the one only moment that Abby ever did anything nice with her And then they set up. Abby did not set this up. That's what I was just going to say. That she oh. didn't have anything to do with other than she had was being paid to do it. Be on camera. But wait. I will tell you a story that before the show, Abby took the kids one time. Remember she, it was after something she took, like it was Maddie, Chloe, Paige. I don't know who else. Nia might've been there, but she took them to see Secretariat. Now, mind you, they all paid for all of their own stuff. So Abby didn't take them. She gave them a ride and they were all around in the movie theater and Paige kicked Chloe in the face and gave her a bloody nose. And Abby goes, go to the bathroom. I'm watching the movie. 
So I don't know where the love and kindness is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Poor Chloe. Thanks for the big old boats she has. I remember you used to say that to she me. Did, Brooke, just saying it to her that we that she was sitting at my kitchen table and Paige had her foot up and Brooke is like, I think she called them barges or something. I don't know what she was talking about, they, but they were making fun of her feet still to this day. What size shoe does she wear? Eight and a half. Yeah, that's what I wear. Maybe a nine. Yeah. Yeah. But Brooke wears a five. So compared to Brooke, Brooke's shoes, she would take them off when she came in. It, it looked like I had little baby shoes down. <laughs> like little kids' shoes. They're so cute. Little Barbie shoes. Ah, they were so cute. Okay, so they show us at the ice cream shop in Vegas. And, you know, Abby has the girls out. We're there in rumor. Oh, gosh. They were in rumor. Ugh. So Abby says the rehearsals were getting pretty intense. So we, you know, they're working on hours on for hours on end. So she thought that they would take a little break. And she took the girls next door to get ice cream and have Here, a drink as Abby's were. Are you still drinking water? It's straight vodka now. No, it isn't, you lying sack of shit. Yeah, it's water. All right, I'll get some, I'll get some wine. Okay. I don't like rose. No, I, I like a dry rose. I don't know why this is important, but it says the server bring out two big glasses of ice cream for everyone to share. But Nia is shown eating her own. Did Nia not like to share, like eat after people maybe? No, she didn't but, like to share. Okay. Chloe said no. I didn't know. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know that either. I didn't even realize she had a different yeah. thing of ice cream. Okay. But Abby says, ice cream, I definitely inherited my sweet tooth from my mom. Okay. Even though they have different teaching styles, Abby's mom influenced Abby's with creative decisions, music selections, and her design costumes. Which I think all of those were very good traits to get from her mom. Yeah. I think Abby, Abby was good at all those things. Yes, she was especially great at assigning us to do the costumes. Yeah. So Abby pivots from talking about her childhood, that she always asked for a dog on her birthday or at Christmas, and that she finally adopted Broadway Baby when she turned 30. And here's where they show Broadway Baby with that dirty face. Yeah. She's like, Broadway Baby is the best thing in my life. She doesn't roll her eyes at me. She is wonderful. Yeah, she did love her. Uh-huh. She's like, I might tell the girls to save their tears for their pillows, but I saved mine for my mom. And then they show- They weren't allowed to cry to their moms. <clears throat> no. So they show a clip of, it's a season three, episode nine of Abby is at her house in and she walks in the door and goes to her bookshelf where she has pictures of Broadway Baby. And she's crying and she's telling, you know, Mrs. Miller how wonderful Broadway Baby was. And she regrets not being around more. What if something was wrong? You know, she could have done something about it if she would have known. And Mrs. Miller points out that Broadway Baby got sick in a day and it was probably her time to go. Mm -hmm. I just think of that dog walking around. It could barely walk. I wonder if something was wrong with the dog for a while. Oh, they um, just didn't know. Sure. You know, like, I mean, I don't even know what the dog died of, but I mean, the dog struggled walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then Abby says, Broadway Baby kept me sane. She made everything okay. When I came home from work upset and distraught over those mothers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, thank God she had the dog to give her like emotional yeah. over the mothers. Uh, she's like, Broadway Baby would kiss and lick me. I wasn't here for her when she needed me. I was with somebody else's kids. But that's your job. It wasn't that you were I, with kids. It's that's your job. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your job. Yes. 
or Mrs. Miller gets choked up and says she's never heard Abby say that before. Mm. And that's where I kind of said she got to say things to her mom that she probably would have never said to her before she passed. So I, I thought she was very lucky to get to do that. And Abby this says, wild this next part. I'm like, it was like a record scratch. I'm like, what? Abby says, I know I was more of a daddy's girl. She's like, my dad told me that you dropped me off the kitchen table once. Is that that's, true? That's what I'm saying. Like, what a weird thing to like turn and say to Mrs. Miller. Yeah. Like I'm a daddy's girl. Cause you dropped me off the you table when I was table. little. I, I think every mom has done something like that. Like I was carrying Brooke down the steps in, um, a laundry basket. Oh, I remember the, the little brat would never let me put her down. So I had to carry my laundry. So I had to put her in it and I tripped over the last step and I, she fell. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I think a lot of people did that, but that didn't make Brooke a daddy's girl. No, it, I thought this was a weird, like thing. I'm like, wait, what? I, I literally was like, uh, this is a bizarro hard turn. It was weird. Yeah. So Mrs. Miller confirms that she did that. She dropped her off the table and Abby jokes and says, that was her first aerial. And Mrs. Miller's like, yeah, that was your first backflip. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh my. Because I don't think Abby was doing, from watching her solo, I don't think Abby could do an aerial. No, I'm thinking so that was probably her only shot at it. I think you're right. Yes. So then they're talking about how Mrs. Miller opened up her dance studio in 1945. And now the ALDC has taken its place. You know, Mrs. Miller confirms that Abby was 14 and Abby was the same kind of dance teacher that she is now. And she's like, you know, was she mean and tough back then? Yeah, and she was. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. She was a bitch to me too. <laughs> <laughs> Abby says that Mrs. Miller's former students and, you know, what they went to accomplish after leaving her studio and Abby surprises her with a video from one of her students whose name was Linda Lee, who I guess that's who they got Abby Lee, her name off of. Oh. Yeah. Mrs. Miller named the Lee part after the yeah. student. So um, she shows a video of her thanking Mrs. Miller for being her dance teacher and how it led her into becoming a, having a successful dance dance career. And Abby points out that she's one of hundreds of people who, you know, her mom has taught and has mm -hmm. gone on to be more. And Abby says, I know that I've attempted to follow in your footsteps, but I will never fill your shoes. I thought that was and, really sweet. Yeah. And Mrs. Miller says that she's proud of Abby and she thanks her. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. I really did. Yeah. And Mrs. Miller says, I'm sure your dad is looking down at you and is very proud too. Aww. yeah I thought that was sweet because Abby really thought a lot of her dad right it's nice of her to say that right um so then it goes to Abby talking about me and Mrs. Miller remembers me you know dancing for her and I like your like gosh so then they show a clip uh, from season two episode 17 and we're at Bad Bets yeah and we, yeah so you and I are with Brooke and we're shopping for her eighth grade farewell. And I say, I want Brooke to attend this dance because I want her to be a normal kid. And I definitely tried to do that. I always wanted, I, I never wanted her to look back and be like, oh, I didn't get to go to my eighth grade farewell because you made me work. Right, right. But, you know, it's like, and, and you did do a great job with trying to make sure that they did that. But it's funny because it's like, 
well, she might have not gone to her eighth grade farewell, but she went to teen choice, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I wanted I, her to do both. Yeah, exactly. And but I, I think what I didn't realize at the time was that my kids got tortured because I made like that week she, Brooke was tortured and had to do something like to be thrown off the show. Oh yeah. To get to go there. So I don't know which would have been better not to have her be tortured yeah. or to stay home from the eighth grade farewell. I'll yeah. have to ask for that someday on here. Yeah, I wonder what, how she feels about that now. Yeah, yeah. So I tell Brooke to do a fashion show for us. And she comes out in this little fluffy yeah. lavender dress. And I'm like, oh, that's too big. And then she comes out and she's in the dress that she actually got. Mm-hmm. And they show me crying like a baby. And yeah. I'm like, it's going to be hard. I don't want her to go without me. And I didn't. No. I, I mean, as much as I wanted her to go to the dance, as her mom, I wanted to be there. Like, yeah, I help her get, I help her get ready for every dance competition she ever went to. Like, I wanted to be there to do her hair and do her of makeup. Course, of course. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that we we stick in our brains as like failures. That like, oh, we didn't get to do this. But I don't know, Claude. Do you ever think back of the stuff we didn't do? I think it probably wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But like because we're on the show. She said we put a lot of pressure on ourselves being on the show to make sure that we were like being better versions of moms than we probably because yeah. we, we felt a lot of guilt. <laughs> yeah. Still do. Still do. But but do you notice how a- Abby like they just kind of dropped that? Abby said nothing about Nine. that. Mm-mm. She said nothing about she skipped to they grow up so fast from preschoolers yep. starting their first dance class to little girls accomplishing great feats. I remember when Mackenzie started her first, very first dance class and look at her now. Yeah. She commented nothing about Brooke's thing. No. So then they go to a clip of season two, episode five, um, Mackenzie doing her solo. Um, the party starts right now. And Abby's shown standing, smiling, watching Mackenzie do her rehearsal. And this is when Abby starts crying and says, you know, how it means so much what Ab- Abby never cries and, Mackenzie brought her to tears because her dance was yeah. good. It's a never mind. I'm just being a bitter bitch. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> nice for her to like your kid enough to cry. Uh-huh. So Abby says, every once in a while, dance instructors have moments in their lives where everything starts to make sense. When Mackenzie nailed her routine, Abby had a moment where she thought to herself, "This is why I do this," and she gives Mackenzie a big hug. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you just gagged. So then she said, uh, then they show Mackenzie saying, I made Miss Abby cry because I did my dance really good. And then Abby says, Mackenzie is not a little girl anymore. She's right. not a baby. She is now a dancer. And she's six. Yeah. Right. She's all grown up now. Six. Stop sucking your thumb. You don't need a mom. Uh, and this part irritated me too. She, now she says, a mother's love for her child inspired this next routine. And it's season one, episode seven, where Maddie did the angel dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get all the nice stuff. I don't know if you read the memo. That's how dance moms goes. But I got a few things to say about this. First, that. And second of all, if I was to inspire, all the dance inspired about us were me. My mom's a bitch. Bags of money. And, and then if she said it inspired by us, we get told that we're living vicariously through our kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I, having a drink. Did you get your wine yet? We need no, a drink. Chloe, can you pour me a little bit of wine? I'm making Chloe pour me wine. Okay. So then we have Melissa crying in her interview saying that I truly 
believe that my mom is always watching my daughter when she's on stage. Uh, daughters. I, I just can say that. I'm like, daughters, plural, yes, you have two of them on stage. Yes. Two, two, two. Yes. God, anytime I feel badly, cause I'm like, oh man, I didn't take Clara everywhere. I just have to remember that I at least include Clara in sentences. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> so then they show Maddie performing her solo. And Abby says that Maddie dedicated her solo to her late grandmother who died when too young. She got to do shit like that. My grandma was dying and they called the episode Dying to Dance. And it was about where have all the children gone? Oh, yeah. They killed themselves. Yeah. Okay. So then Abby says, this is very special for one of us. You can always spot a dancer by their legs. My mom has great legs. They're legendary. And she asked Mrs. Miller if her legs ever got her any jobs. And Mrs. Miller's like, yes, she worked for selling leg makeup at the five and 10 on fifth Avenue in Pittsburgh. And they explain how, you know, they blocked out half of the window and Mrs. Miller would walk back and forth selling this lotion or whatever for her uh -huh. legs, which I never knew that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But here's, here's where I, I said, um, thing. yeah. When um, she said, if the nuns knew I was in that window, I would have been expelled from Catholic school. So I guess that's where I got that yeah. other thing from. Yeah. Not It was, wasn't her dad. Wow. Nuns are pretty buttoned up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty conservative. Yeah. But Abby says, you know, back in the day that her mom was very confident because of her legs. Um... And she says that sometimes confidence is just as important as dance technique. I agree with that. And you knocked everybody's that. confidence down every week, except for Maddie's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe you should have gave them some confidence. And then they could have walked around selling leg makeup too. Exactly. Yes. We want a do-over. I want a do-over. I want the Maddie Ziegler treatment. Yes. So then they show us at my favorite place. It's season one, episode 11, and we are in Lake Tahoe. Oh, you I did. just loved Lake Tahoe. It was so beautiful. It was very pretty. And Abby's giving the girls, you know, like stretching on the lake. Uh -huh. And somebody says that they can't do what? Something she says they can't do on a bus or in a studio space rented for rehearsal because it's time consuming. I guess. I'm assuming that's like the legs and feet class. Yeah. I don't I think that's what she was doing was like a legs and feet class. Yeah, on the beach. but it's Okay, let's go to the beach. But again, this is when our kids used to be allowed to like breathe a little bit on the show. Yeah. So they show Abby taking Chloe aside and talking to her about dance. And Chloe explains that the long days and learning a new dance every week is very overwhelming. And she'd like to take a break, but not quit dance altogether. She just wants a break. And Abby's like, that's okay. Everybody needs a break once in a while. I think you were really born to dance, which I thought that was very nice. It was nice. It's probably the last yes. thing Abby said to Chloe. Yeah. So remember that, Chloe. She said one nice thing to you in your lifetime. Locked in your brain. I Chloe was born to dance the other night when she learned how to twerk from 70-year-old <laughs> So Chloe asked Abby if she thinks that she would ever be able to be on Broadway or be a rocket. And Abby says yes, but adds that Chloe needs to be have incredible confidence in order 
to pursue those kinds of careers. <laughs> okay, like I just said a couple minutes ago, stop knocking down her confidence then. So I just said what her favorite pastime was knocking down. Yes. Abby credits her success to her mother's influence. And this episode shows the group performance. Uh, you forgot to drink for Abby's green headband though, ma'am. Oh God. Did you get your wine yet? I did. Let me see it. It yep. looks like water. It's wine. I only lied once. Okay. It, this is um, the group dad's mama. I made it. Abby says, there's a special bond between mothers and daughters. All we got in this world is each other. What? I, I, we, we need to frame that. Yeah, but she's only talking about herself. She doesn't mean us. Fucker. That she does. Some of the most touching mother-daughter moments are when these kids really do need their moms. I think they always need know how much they paid her for this, reading these lines. Because this is not the... You cannot put that woman on television for all of the episodes being the way she is and then give her a touching Mother's Day special. Uh-huh. They, they, they offered her a bonus. Uh-huh. So then we, they show a clip of season three, episode seven, and we're at Holly's house. And Holly is talking to Nia. And, you know, they're talking about her pain level. She reminds Nia of how when she was hospitalized because of her RND. And Holly interview says, three summers ago, Nia woke up with excruciating pain she couldn't walk so nia had to be put in a wheelchair and she was hospital bound it came on suddenly and nia was basically out of dance nia managed her pain very well on a regular basis but if she's in a successful situation in a stressful situation it becomes inflamed um so holly asked nia um what is stressing her out and nia admits uh, to being afraid that her best isn't good enough and Holly encourages Nia to not give up and highlights her hard work and determination, especially considering her past challenges with being in a wheelchair. She says that um, we don't know if you're going to ever dance again. And now you're, we didn't know if you were ever going to dance again. And now you're dancing and you owe that to yourself. Then Abby says, there's a special bond between mothers and daughters. If someone's ill or sick, you're there for them no matter what pretty sure that this is the episode that Abby really got ugly about Nia dancing and Holly called her a monstrosity of evil. <laughs> I'm I love sure. That. So I, love I think Abby's rethought it and now she thinks it's special. I'm just guessing. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. But, but again, they're talking about this whole thing about Nia, the same as with Brooke. And when they were talking about Brooke, Abby changed it to Maddie or to Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Now Abby says nothing about Nia and changes it to about Maddie. Uh -huh. So we go to season two, episode six of Maddie falling when she does her solo. Oh God. After competing her solo. Yeah. And um, I mean the drama because we did not appropriately dissect this one when we recapped this the first time and everybody attacked us that we were like, evil bitches who were just out to like fall shame Maddie. And we're like, we don't remember what happened because it wasn't that we were shaming anyone. Like we literally don't remember. Yeah. You know, they show Maddie being carried to the um, medical room or whatever the heck that was. And Maddie's in the nurse's office and Abby joins her with Melissa and assures Maddie that she's not mad at her. And after icing her injury, the nurses 
assures everyone that Maddie will be okay. And Abby's like, if you had a big butt and you landed on it, it wouldn't have hurt. So I would have been okay if I had a fell. I think I got a big mole butt. She does. Melissa said, not about you, about her. If you had a big butt like me. Oh, I was just if you if you had a big ass like Kelly, no, that's not what you uh-huh. said. I said that when you had on the bride dress. Yes. Abby says that Melissa is no angel. Do you remember when she stormed out of the studio with Mackenzie? Not a fla- flattering moment, Melissa. And they show a clip from season two, episode 11. Um, we're in the observation room with all the moms. And Holly says, what kind of clothes do you need to get? I want to make sure I have my clothes. And I say, lunch for Nia and lunch for you. And Holly says, lunch for Nia, lunch for me. I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand that either. Like, what am I missing? I'm totally. Yeah, I don't get that. Did I read that right correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So you say that you notice that Melissa is missing her engagement ring and you ask about it. And at, Melissa says, you know, she's just not wearing it. And you're like, Melissa still won't discuss her engagement. And now she isn't wearing her ring. What's going on? And I ask. I care. That, I'm sleuthy McSleuth and sleuth. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, doesn't that hurt Greg's feelings? And Melissa responds that it's just how it is. That that's just how they're doing it. Okay. And Holly expresses sadness. She's like, an engagement is supposed to be a happy thing. I jokingly offer to try her ring on. Oh, that's when I I'm I'm like, you know, oh, let yeah, me try you on your ring and see if that's the one I want to if that's the one I want to get. You're funny because you always wanted to try on the diamonds and you never wanted to be married. I know. And then Holly's like, you know, once I got engaged, I put my ring on, I never took it off. And Melissa just gets silent. And Holly asks Melissa if the girls say anything about it or if they notice that she's not wearing her engagement ring. Mm -hmm. And this apparently is like the last straw because we hear Melissa grab her keys and she just storms out. Mm -hmm. And Melissa says she thinks the moms are nosy because they're jealous, but she's not sure. She's happy in her life. The mom should worry about their own children and not worry about hers. I'm not jealous. I just need you to know. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous. So Melissa starts to go down the stairs and she you know, tells all the moms that she won't be going to the competition that weekend. Yeah, and well, she- I mean, but it makes us so insane. Like we asked about her engagement ring and she hates us. And now she's, not-, now she's not going to the competition. Yeah. So she busts into Studio A and tells Abby, you know, people are starting again so me and my kids are leaving I'm not going this weekend and she tells Maddie under her breath she says these motherfuckers or whatever and she storms off here's the funniest thing is we always get the bad rap for being like awful parents and blah 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 there are very few times I think that you actually see us involve our kids and Melissa on camera often is like just fucking mothers hate you, Maddie. Everybody hates you. And then she's like, yeah, they're fucking with me, Maddie. I'm like, oh my God, stop saying it. She's eight. Yeah. And we always made sure we were like, everything is fine. It's not you, Maddie. It's Abby. Like, yeah. We're not talking about you. We're talking about Abby, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So then really funny that Melissa's always the one who <laughs> brings Maddie in on it. Or Abby is like, they hate you. They're all jealous. Yeah. But then they show... 
Maddie, you know, hugging Abby, crying, you know, as her mom's doing all this, which when we all stormed off, you know, we showed it, we saw a clip of Jill storming out with Kendall. Abby wasn't hugging Kendall. No. <laughs> she was. You know, Melissa comes back in. She's like, you know, insisting that they're not going to the competition. And Abby's like, she knew the other mothers would eventually push Melissa too far. Oh. And Maddie's crying and insisting that they're not going to the competition. And Melissa's like, you know, Maddie can go, but her, Melissa and Mackenzie are staying home. Okay. And Abby agrees to that. And that's when they show Melissa calling Greg saying, please call your attorney. These mother effers are doing this again. But Melissa said she didn't call her attorney. I know. I mean, I guess we're playing with semantics. You point out the moms were just asking. And then Melissa tells the moms, you know, about every nook and cranny about her body, but we're not allowed oh to ask my about God. her brain. And then I think Polly said she brought up the word throbbing and then I died. <laughs> Abby says, my mother has class and style. Growing up my, with my mom was like attending finishing school. Let's talk all about etiquette. These kids put their feet on the all over the furniture. When I grew up at my house, I didn't dare put my feet on the furniture. I got one look from my mom and I knew. Cut it and out. I knew. That's what she screamed at you. I got one look from my mother and I knew. By the way, I think our kids have nicer etiquette than Abby. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Have you ever watched the woman eat? Yes, I have. Unfortunately, I can say yes to that. Yes, yes, I have. Ew. Yeah. But I'm just saying she's always like, these children are awful. And I'm like, oh, I think they're okay. Yeah. So they ask um, Mrs. Miller what her favorite routine was from Dance Moms. And she says, where have all the children gone? Yeah, I think uh, that's just a resound favorite. It, she says that routine reminds her of when Abby used to get lost on purpose as a child. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah. I also thought it was pretty funny that Mrs. Miller picked a dance that Brooke was the lead in. Yeah, that's true. See, but yeah. I think Miller always liked Brooke. So did Abby. Yeah. <laughs> so then they show a clip from season one, episode six of the kids performing Where Have All the Children Gone? And Abby says, I've had a lot of favorites throughout the year, but a dancer like Maddie doesn't come along too often. <gasps> and there we go. We're, we're showing the dance that Brooke's the lead in and she talked about Maddie. Yeah. Well, Kelly, like, I did, did you know that that's kind of what happens on Dance Moms? Did you know? Yeah. Okay. But Abby okay. goes on to say that Maddie has talent, drive, dedication, and discipline. And a platform where somebody talks about how she's amazing every uh -huh. Yeah. Oh. So now we're on season, or they show a clip from season one, episode 10, and Melissa's away and Abby takes Maddie out to lunch. Um, so she doesn't feel like an outsider since all of our kids have their moms. Abby talks to Maddie about her future and says that, you know, she keeps winning everything. And Maddie says that she wants to go on Broadway. And Abby says she sees Maddie having a future and could have her own TV show. Maddie has what it takes and she wants it. And Mrs. Miller says, you know, Maddie's a very nice girl on and off a stage when uh, she says that Maddie reminds her of Shirley Temple. Yeah. Because she never Shirley, has anything uh, never to say about anyone. Yeah. Well, Shirley Temple didn't have anything mean to say about anyone. I don't think our kids ever had anything mean to say either. No, but I now, mean. Us moms did, but our kids never did. Right. 
that is correct. But it's just interesting that it was like Shirley Temple never said a bad word. Like, wait, what? Shirley Temple was known because she was a tapper. Yeah. So then they show a clip from season one, episode eight. Again, we're at Abby's house in Florida. Mrs. Miller says, or tells the moms that Maddie has good manners and a brain like a sponge. I already said this. God. And, she, you know, she, she reminds her of Shirley Temple again. That's okay. And Abby, because we, we, this is the ongoing theme of dance mom. So it's, it's fine that you're repeating it. But Abby says that the other kids have a problem. They want instant gratification and they aren't willing to put in the work That's that such would allow bullshit. them to win. I, I don't know how she could say our kids didn't work. Yeah. I, I really but don't know now how she's she going to rip that. on Brooke. Yeah. Brooke's turn to get um singled out. You were worried she didn't get singled out. She's going to right now. Don't worry. Yeah. Negatively. Negatively. Um, yeah. So Abby says one kid that had all the talent in the world and didn't have the desire, dedication, or drive was Brooke. That's so mean. Yes. And then they show a, a clip from season two, episode six at Flowers in the Attic. Which don't and get me started. Don't get me started on the fact that there is a place that they used to take our kids to on the show named after a book about incest. I just cannot. I cannot. Yeah. Like, let's go to Flowers in the Attic. Okay, that's uh -huh. all. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> insane and first of all who names their business flowers in the attic oh but you know so abby says that she doesn't have the dedication desire or drive but then they show brooke asking her if she can yeah. return she right. tried cheerleading she didn't like it she wants to come back right. so obviously she has the desire and wants to do it i i whatever and abby's like it's just not that easy brooke you stabbed everyone in the back and you slapped me in the face. Might I add there that this was like fake. Brooke right. did not really try out for cheerleading. This was right. all part of the storyline. Right. But we um, have to make it out that Brooke was a terrible human. Yes. Okay. And, and that she start, stabbed her friends in the back. Oh, and slapped Abby in the face. Yes. Um, but Abby explains how she thinks that Brooke could have handled the situation better and she thinks Brooke let her down. And again, it wasn't Brooke. It was what she was told to do. Right. But Abby says, my biggest disappointment would be that you just didn't want to dance. You have a God-given talent. Don't throw it away. Which that was very nice of her to say. That was nice. Okay, we'll, we'll give her and a she, nice. I, another nice thing. She said, Brooke was born to dance and I have invested a lot of time and energy into this kid. <laughs> ah, and Abby tells Brooke, she right. has a lot- to offer the team and she needs to prove herself. I, I just have to say, Brooke was down here. And when my kids were little, my dad lived on Marco Island, but we went to the beach on Marco Island and they said, oh, let's go show their boyfriends where my dad used to live, mm -hmm. you know? So we drove past my dad's house and on the way there, there's a YMCA that you could yeah. walk to. Well, we used to go there all the time and I used to make, we were on vacation and I used to make Brooke go every day for two hours and reverse, rehearse her solos. Mm -hmm. I, I Brooke, nothing about this is shocking to me. Oh my gosh. We drove past there and Brooke was like, oh my God. She's like, I hate that place. <laughs> She's like, you remember you used to make me go there and rehearse my solos and on a gym floor. She's like, for out, two hours every day I had to, she's like, mom, I was on vacation and you used to torture me and make me do that. And I'm like, I, I like just had to apologize to her and be like, I know. And Brooke starts laughing and she's like, you used to say to me, 
if you want to be this small fry of America, you have to promise this. Chloe, did you want to be Miss Small Fry of America? You were. Uh, she's like, if you practice for two hours while you're on vacation, you won't miss small fry. And she's like, mom, I didn't even care if I wouldn't miss small fry. Like, we wanted you to care. Okay. We wanted you. To care. Oh, it was terrible. We wanted you to care. Uh, the problem the problem right there is you didn't care see abby was right uh, yes yeah. now abby says nothing like a little tea and sympathy i love brooke we had a great relationship even if she is her mother's daughter every once in a while even questionable mothers have a moment of glory i hate that woman it's ridiculous yeah okay go on yeah but then they show a clip of an episode that shows jill comforting kendall crying and says Abby, then they show Abby saying, but as good as mothers can always be, there's always much better dis that at disappointing me. Which now, of course, naturally, this has got to be you and I. Thankfully, it is. Yes. They show a clip of season one, episode one. This was our first thing mm -hmm. in Phoenix when me and you go to the bar and have a drink. And but Abby they tells not to set cameras up in. They set the cameras up before we could go there. So yeah, and then came into the dressing room and said, "Kelly and Christy, go have a drink at the bar." Yes, thank you, thank you. So thank Abby's you. talking to us, and she asks us if we're ready to go, and she leaves, and we follow her out. And you know, here's us two dipshits, you know, double fisted, and I'm like, "We're double fisted. That's not good." And you're like, "I don't double fist when I'm with my kids. I double fist when I'm in college." Well, you were double fisting with your kid there, girlfriend. I was. I was. And then oh, Abby's. I have to show you something. Speaking of double fisted, I have to send you this. When I went and spoke at Syracuse, this little girl, well, she's not little, this college girl was waiting out front in her car for me to come out because she gave me two glasses for us. They say bitch number one oh. and bitch number two. And on the back, it says, you're my favorite bitch to bitch about bitches with. Oh my goodness. You better send me that. I will. But isn't that cute? Yes. Uh, she was uh, waiting sweet. Time. Yes. That it was really, really cute. Okay. So they, Abby, then Abby says, tells her mom that at 85 years old, she's proof that beauty is timeless. And they show a clip from season one, episode 11, again, of us in Lake Tahoe and the girls performing. This is my beauty. Abby pulls out some of the mom's wedding photos, her mom's wedding photos, and says that um, Mrs. Miller admits that she didn't want to dress in the first place, and she borrowed this dress from someone who made costumes at her studio. Abby says, once again, that she was more of a daddy's girl, and she talks about her father's long battle with esophageal cancer. Have you ever seen the clip coming up where, because Asia's in it, and this is before we go, where Abby's sitting on the cheese mat and she's like and then I watched my dad struggling to breathe or some crazy shit with cancer and it was terrible and Asia goes and my dad had a dog that died <laughs> she goes and he was so sad oh my <laughs> gosh funny is it really is that <laughs> clips like that are a testament to me that dance moms really is funny because yeah. she, she's like my dad had a dog and it died well, it's just like how innocent they are. Do you know what I mean? Like they had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So Abby says to her mom, I just hope that I have made you proud because you have made me what I am today. And I thank you. 
And Mrs. Miller says, oh, bless your heart. You're welcome. And then the episode ends with Abby wishing the audience a happy Mother's Day. Oh, I need to know how much they had to trick her into saying nice things. I know. I do. I do. It it wasn't how, did you say how much they had to trick her? Pay her. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I don't think it was trick her. her her. If you pay her enough, I think she'd say anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, Mm -hmm. fair enough, she'll work at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) Yeah. I think we should name this episode Cracker Barrel Hostess. Okay, there we go. Cracker Barrel Hostess. Um, Did you have any felonies or misdemeanors? God, I don't think so. No, I don't either. I I guess you could say we had a uh, misdemeanor by being at the bar and being double-fisted, but... Oh, for God's sakes. Meanwhile, as the seasons go on, it's about the most innocent thing you and I did. I know. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't even think that's bad. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't show any of the, um, I don't know, they didn't show any of like the really ugly stuff, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I think Jill maybe had one thrown at the shoe. They showed that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I, I they didn't really show many of our outfits. No. I mean, I'd say <laughs> the pyramid for outfits is always going to be the cowboy hat, as far as I'm concerned. There we go. Yeah, and favorite lines of the episode. I mean, I feel like it's really just got to be um, when Abby said, why can't the moms be sweet like this all the time when she felt really heartfelt about me? Because it was <laughs> her. Yeah. Well, this episode ended up being five hours long. So let's head over to the Patreon. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. And if you're not a member of Patreon, go to patreon.com slash back to the bar check us out come over you can get um you can get access to our after party exclusive content and um videos so come hang out with us bye guys. bye thanks for listening to back to the bar don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts and check out our youtube channel back to the bar if you want to watch the episodes the channel is linked in our show notes And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for 50 bucks, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premier fabrics and finishes, which I absolutely love. So I travel a lot. I'm always on a plane. So a cuddly sweater is essential for me. And I just got the most gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, perfect for spring, shell pink, cashmere crew neck sweater, and it was literally $50, $50 for actual cashmere. Plus I have my eye on this really cute, 100% cotton organic fisherman crew sweater. Uh, I think I need to add that to my shopping list because I know that Quince has 
unbeatably beautiful clothing and the prices just can't be beat. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash bar for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash bar to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash bar. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.